treat for us today to kick off the new year, which I know we've technically already kicked off, but um, (laughs) I wanted to bring something cold over, which seems inappropriate for a cold day, but Bluebell Ice Cream has a new flavor out called King Cake, and um, I see you've already gotten into yours. Yes, very, very tasty. King Cake. Anything Bluebell does is tasty to me. That's true. That's very true. And um, anyway, I actually had a hard time finding this. I checked with Kroger twice because they carry Bluebell, but they did not have this flavor. Okay. And this is a limited edition um, flavor. For the Mardi Gras. For Mardi Gras. So Mardi Gras King Cake, actually, I guess they started this um, a couple of years ago. 2012 is when they first started making this ice cream. And the flavors were sold like mostly in Louisiana and parts of Alabama, closer to Mardi Gras. Makes sense. Yeah. But last year, I guess a grocery store in Louisiana posted about the flavor's arrival on its Facebook page, and they started receiving requests from all over the country. And after that, they decided to share the festive flavor with everyone. Um, And so I got it. I finally found it at Publix, which I don't know what it is about Publix, but they seem to have some of the more specialty items. items. They do. They do. And so um, anyway, it's got a good, like cinnamon flavor. It's kind um, of, to me, I taste, it's like cake batter. It tastes like cake batter. It's got little cake sprinkles uh-huh. in it. There's no baby in this, which would <laughs> yeah. be the tradition of a king cake. There'd be a little plastic baby hidden inside. Um, and I guess that's the person that usually brings the king cake the next year. And the colors are the yellow, green, that's and true. purple. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I guess they... They're now expanding this into all okay. southern states that have bluebell ice cream. So make sure and celebrate Mardi Gras with your ice cream. Pick this up. It is very good. It is very tasty. Love, like you said earlier, bluebell ice cream. You really can't go wrong. I mean, they're the vanilla that I go to for so good for things. Very good creamery out of Texas. Absolutely. Hey, um, we're going to be talking about Texas a lot this episode, but we wanted to welcome new listeners yes. that we have to the podcast. So thank you if this is your first time listening to yeah. us. If you had a friend uh, tell you or if you've seen um, on fi- Facebook or Instagram, um, however you found us. We welcome you. Welcome, y'all. That's and right. you know, it's funny. Pull up um, a chair. Pull up a chair. And there's a couple of people that have asked about the intro music, the like bell ringing kind of noise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Asking us, like, where did you find that? That's actually. That's here on my door. Coming in the back door at Lainey's house. That's right. That's the, literally the sound you'll hear back from the door, little bell. Back door guests are best. So anyway, that's as homegrown as you can get that's it, right. right? But um, And then the, the music portion, the picking, uh-huh. is um, a friend of Laney's. Rob Ikes. Rob Ikes and his friend Trey Hensley. They play together and they're good pickers. Yeah. So they had a show recently. They did the Grand Ole Opry at the Ryman. Yeah. I so wish we could have gone. I wish we could have I bet too. it was so good. They had a blast. They, um, But they were kind enough to, to let us use their uh, music on the intro and outro 
And um, we're just excited to look into 2019. This podcast really um, is near and dear to our hearts. That's right. Passion project. <laughs> um, so anyway, Lainey, why don't you kind of share a little bit about why we why we sit down on yes. a weekly basis and record some of our thoughts? Well, we are native Nashvillians and yep. native Southerners, and we are very proud of our Southern heritage. Mm-hmm. And um, we've watched our city of Nashville grow leaps and bounds. Yeah. And much of that has been quite fun. But it also brings about a um, kind of a protective That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. thing in us, too, of wanting to preserve our heritage and preserve the things that um, we've known as um, Southern culture. And yeah, we welcome all of our friends from other cities and states and even countries that true. come here. That's true. Um, but we just want to make sure that some of the important things that... Um, are part of our Southern culture are preserved. And we thought this podcast would be one way we could do that. Yeah. So I would say um, you and I have a lot of West Coast friends, uh-huh. California, Washington State, that yeah. have moved here. Um, but, yeah, we're meeting people all over. The statistic, I think, is still just under 100 people a day, a day. are moving to Nashville. And I was thinking, even this morning, like, I think there's probably... I don't know the exact number of houses in my neighborhood, but there's under a hundred. Um, but let's say like literally everything, everybody flopped, you know, like mm-hmm. that whole neighborhood as it exists today was totally in, different now families. infused with California, Washington state, you know, Arizona, Illinois, Indiana, yeah. whatever, <laughs> grab, grab different regions of the United States and plop those people in to homes here and you could possibly lose some of your Southern culture and influence. Right. Um, if those ideas and thoughts aren't shared. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, this is just kind of our, our fun way to share what we love about the South and some of the things that we just find interesting that we wanted to pass on to people. So, yes, we are grateful that we get to take time to, talk about some of the things that are important to yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the um, things that I thought we could chat about today was um, brought up just via the news in the passing of Herb Kelleher, the former CEO of Southwest Airlines. Yeah. He um, passed away. It's probably already going to be a couple of weeks at the time that this podcast um, is published. But, you know, he he grew up... Grew up um, and probably never thought he was going to end up leading an airline, but yet an industry in the way that he did. Um, I did a little research and just saw that he, he studied law. His, his kind of background and profession originally was in law. And um, through that, he you know brushed up against Southwest Airlines when they had like three planes and you know they were out of Texas. It had three planes serving three Texas cities. And today, Southwest is the country's largest domestic airline with service to about 100 destinations and a 45-year stretch of profitability profitability unrivaled in the um, industry. Amazing. Yeah. And he was quite the pioneer in really rocking the boat of how to do things. Yeah. 
Absolutely. In order to keep prices down for the customer. Yeah. That was an unusual yeah. way to look at it. I can't remember. And oh, I'm so grateful because that's important yeah, to me. Exactly. Yeah. You and I have had the, you know, fortune to be able to fly a lot, but I can't remember what the statistic was and I wish I would have written it down, but I mean, it was a very small percentage of the population that had flown in the seventies when Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. was, you know, moving into leadership here. And then, um, now I think it's, I mean, I think it's like 90% of, it's some really high number that That have flown at some point point in Mm -hmm. their life. So, um, wow. Yeah, so he became chairman of the company in 1978 and then chief executive in 81. And one of the practices, I thought this was interesting, that he put into effect, and this was the key, really, to keeping the prices down, was the 10-minute turn. Okay. So, you know, what we're talking about is the plane has landed, and in 10 minutes, they're going to deplane passengers you know, sweep the aisles, quickly brush through, get all the things collected and get passengers back on. on. So he was like, this is doable. This is going to, you know, and this allows us to have planes in the air more, more than on the ground, which it's when they're in the air, when we're making making money. money. Yeah. So if that can be done, um, we can keep our costs down. But I think one of the things that you and I have talked about this before that you see with Southwest is he wanted people to be treated with dignity Mm -hmm. and love and cared for like family. And there are definitely different, just like any industry, different stores you could walk into Mm -hmm. different, um, you know, malls even you could walk into where there's a level of prestige or there's a level of interaction Mm -hmm. and it's, it can either be really cold or it can be really friendly or, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere in between. And so that makes a big difference. It really does. And I think the, the whole piece of not being able to pick your seat and all of that really does, um, make it more of a level playing field of like, Yeah, you don't. You never know who you're going to end up sitting next to. That's and true. Just all of that. Yeah. So, what do you think about the open seating? Because on if you fly Southwest, you know you're not assigned a seat. Yeah. You, you're in boarding groups. Right. So it's a free for all. What do you th- do? You like that, or would you rather have domestic? I like it. Now, if it seat. was, you know, I last year made a trip to China. Yeah. I've never flown that long before. Yeah. I can't imagine. Not knowing where I was going to sit. Yeah. Because that was how many hours? On a flight that was 13 hours yeah. or something. Yeah. I just, and I'm, I can't sleep on planes. And so I like to be as yeah. comfortable as possible knowing I probably won't go to sleep. Yeah. Um, but on a domestic flight, even if it's a long domestic flight, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Not knowing yeah. where I'm sitting and yeah. being I, in a boarding I can group. take it or leave it. I mean, Usually, I am one to remember to do the check-in, which is usually you're good at that. Twenty four hours uh-huh. in advance, you can go ahead and check in online yeah, and get you know group. get your group. Or a lot of people pay more. They I, pay, they pay extra. To I get don't there. like that. I'll be honest. That feels weird. Um, that that feels like that kind of goes against. It goes against the, it everyone's to me. treated yeah. fairly. Um, in fact, like that also, that kind of even reminds me of the way Garth Brooks does his ticketing. I've heard before that he, you know, he wants tickets prices the same 
regardless in an entire arena because he doesn't want only those with more wealthy in the front means yeah yeah, to be in the front that's not fair yeah if there's no chance at all you can get front row yeah by the way (laughs) i know is amazing he a human. Am I just going to continue to? Um, no, he's Oklahoma. I, I think know. Oklahoma, but, but I mean, part time lives here. here yeah, and yeah. So um, frequents the pancake pantry. I've heard. Does he really? I've never seen so. him here. I've never seen him either. Nor Trisha Yearwood. I haven't seen them either, but I've heard that they still go to the pancake pantry. I don't know. All right. <laughs> um, I digress. Um, let's see. What were we saying? Oh, so other things that I love. No baggage fees. You can claim so wonderful. A couple of bags, no fees. That is really As it should be. <laughs> really helpful. <laughs> Very helpful. Because with all of the, you know, stipulations now, I just think And I just think it's a fun culture. They have a fun they do. culture. They seem to enjoy their work. The, um, the, obviously safety is of importance. Yes. Yeah. But they make it fun where yeah. they'll sing part of the announcements or they'll yeah. you know, make it Throw in something funny along the way. Yeah, there is some sort of series I've seen where artists play at like thirty thousand feet or something. Like there's an actual little series of Southwest that like Dave Barnes and different okay artists. That's cute. Um, they you know come on and, and introduce them. I remember my first Southwest flight when they were going over all of the regulations at the beginning and a joke was cracked and it like caught me off guard. I was like, did he mean to say that out loud? Like, you know, like the microphone's on. Does he know he was just joking around? I had no idea that they had Liberty to make it light and Uh make it fun. I mean, it's, it can be very stressful for some people to fly. So if there are moments like that, that put someone at ease, even just even for a second, before you know they could be thinking about the plane going down and you know if there's even one moment where they can feel feel at ease um that was worth it so i'll tell you a funny i cleaned out a file cabinet a few months back and came across a couple of funny things in that file cabinet one was a book of southwest drink tickets that I kid you not has to be at least fifteen years old. Oh my! So those need to be in like archives somewhere. So <laughs> and there's probably twelve to fifteen of them. Oh my I mean, gosh! Yeah. So I took a picture of it and sent it to my good friend Kelly Brunel. Hey, Kelly, <laughs> um, who's a flight attendant for Southwest, and I said, "Would you honor these? There's no expiration." Yeah. And she wrote, "Oh my gosh! I can't believe you have these. These are so old." Yes, I would totally honor them if you were on my flight, and we have some freedoms for things okay. like that. So you should try to use them. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun. And uh, so there's that, that is awesome. Well, I'm going on a Southwest flight I was this gonna week. Offer if you, you want to, I know one of your flights is morning, but maybe that's you true. Can, yeah, on the way, maybe home. on the way back. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll try and use some of you your totally very should. vintage Southwest <laughs> drink tickets. Drink tickets. Um, you can say in honor of her, or you just want to, yeah, see how this goes over. But that is fun. Well, I love. I it is my preferred airline to fly, um, mostly for cost savings, yeah. and also I just think it's easy mm-hmm. to reserve. I think their app is really easy. Um, there's no change fees as well. Like you, yes, you would. You know, you would incur more of a like credit. Then you're not going to yeah. probably get a refund, right? But still, right. 
that is also unheard of with a lot of the other airlines yeah. that They'll are going to hard quit. Hit, you sometimes lose it all. Yeah. And, and that whole baggage fees thing is a big deal too. I yeah. think that helps me pick them. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And for the sort of travel I'm doing, I don't need a lot of bells and whistles mm-hmm. while I'm flying. So if there's not going to be a meal served, I can get around that. Yeah. If there's not going to be an extra cushioned, you know, seat with a he- nice head. I mean, you know, if they, yeah, yeah. if they have scaled the amenities down and that is going to reflect me saving a couple hundred dollars. So be I'm it. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I'm a big supporter of Southwest. I was, I was sad to hear of his passing, but it long life. He's definitely left a legacy. He actually stepped down as CEO and president in 2001, and then he retired as chairman in 2008. Okay. So I know that he's, you know, still had influence in the business, but um, in terms of his actual day-to-day workings, he's actually stepped out a while ago. But um, I read one one quote that said, Herb was such a good guy and kind to everyone. He loved to share what he knew about business with the people he met. So he'll be missed. We need a lot more um, good good businessmen that are willing to share and women share their knowings and um, just freely give back to, to make things better. So a good Southerner. Yeah, absolutely. Go Texas. Um, Well, we have a new <laughs> segment that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try. We're gonna give this a try. Yeah. Um, we have had so many people that have moved here that have shared interesting or peculiar observations that they've made upon moving here. Either immediate observations or things that they've just uh, noticed over time. So our new segment is going to be "When in the South." And we're going to touch on some of these things that we've heard. So if you are listening and you already have things running through your head of things you've observed, I hope you'll um, hit us up on Instagram and let us know. Send us a message on there to to share your observations um, for when you were in the South. But we just wanted to pinpoint some things and maybe even do you feel like we need to um validate ourselves or explain <laughs> ourselves as to why we're so quirky in some of these things probably we are quirky people it's true but yeah. there's usually um hopefully good meaning or Re- good reasons reason behind things behind some of the things that we do so um, some of these we're going to know and some we d- we may not right I mean, even different regions of the south are different it's not like we know all things about all things no. No, but no, we just from our little we're natives corner. here, but there's always of something the that is new to us. Yeah. Um, always something to be learned. So yeah, there's going to be things that are news <laughs> to us, but I thought it would be easiest if I started with a few things that I've, make sense in my mind and that I have seen and witnessed. So the first one I'm going to mention, um, I'm not going to attribute these to each person, but um, Deanne from Tacoma, Washington provided okay. some good observations. They've actually been here um, for almost seven years now, I think. But she was commenting about store owners and grocery clerks, grocery, grocery clerks. That's hard to say. Um, and the chit chat, uh-huh. which Philip has mentioned, your husband, my husband's has mentioned, mentioned as this well. before as well. And in fact, I heard also um, from another neighbor who's from Ohio. Her husband 
um, was not used to the chit chat. He was so not used to the chit chat. And I think one of the cashiers that they encountered saw their bags or something and said, where are y'all going? And the wife started to, you know, she was responding and he's like, why are you telling her where we're going? Like, (laughs) so let me just outright say it. Um, it is very common for a cashier to engage in small talk with you, whether that be a grocery store clerk or a retail clerk or a server, waitress, Mm -hmm. waiter at a restaurant, bartender, um, all sorts of different service industry individuals. That's going to be very they will common engage about context clues, things they're seeing. Yeah. Oh, what are you making with this as you're checking out of the grocery store? And or it could be confusing because it could feel like they know you more than you know them, and that's just an approach. That's not like their personality. That's just kind of culturally, there is kindness mm-hmm. undergirding what they're saying. They're trying to just be friendly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, small talk is a way that Southerners show kindness. And I would even say some restaurants, some stores actually really fan that into flame too. They want you to do that. Publix that I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. they really coach their cashiers to talk. And what great Opportunity. I mean, you're seeing what everyone, what this person could be eating for a week or for, you know, like you're seeing the food they're consuming. So are they having a party? I mean, it's very easy to do. Right. Uh, You got a baby at home. Like there's a lot. Well, and I think too, with the grocery store in particular, there's a lot of people that frequent the same grocery store. And then you even start to see some of the same people. Absolutely. If you frequent that store. Yeah. Then... They're going to say, oh, how did your fudge turn out that you made? Because you <laughs> bought all the stuff last week. You know, I mean, that can happen. That where... person's good if they're doing that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's and it, it's more than chit chat. Honestly, you know, I think, Dan, maybe you even got, she got invited to a cookout from her bank teller. And I don't so think sweet. she knew what to do with that. I mean, so sweet. <laughs> that's just life here. Like, we're. That just, I had a flashback to a memory of going to the bank with mom. Uh-huh. We're going through the drive through teller. And the teller at the bank was like, oh, you used to come to Walgreens. I used to work at Walgreens. Oh and so she remembered me from Walgreens. And now she was a bank teller. And, and <laughs> so anyway, and mom's just like, you know, everybody. But really it was just, I had talked to her. Yeah. If you'll and, engage in conversation with you know, whomever it is. Yeah. Yeah. They start to remember and that makes it even more fun. I mean, I, I know it does take up time and a lot of people are trying to move through life too quickly. I'm sorry. (laughs) Too quickly. So, you know, self margin for kindness and that's what I was going to say is things are going to be slower in general here. So, you know, that's going to lead into another one I'll talk about later, but, um, if, you know, if that starts to really grate on your nerves, then there's going to be other things that too will because in the slowness of pace. Yeah. And so just know that it's really out of just kindness mm-hmm. and friendliness. Um, and I would say have grace for us that are used to even slower than like, I feel like, yes, I'm feeling like pushed here, along. I feel more pushed than I used to. Yeah. Um, so we need to have grace for each other. Yeah. In that, because I'm used to even slower than this. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
Anyhow. So, yeah, that's going to be common practice um, wherever you go. You're going to expect, just expect Mm -hmm. that there will be some chit chat. That's right. And if you're grumpy, maybe you need to just wait till tomorrow to go to the grocery (laughs) store. That's true. I've been that person too. I have too. Okay. What you got? Well, I had a friend that was um, so sweet to share a few of her observations as well. And this one, I think just because I've been here for so long, I forget this. But when I've traveled, even in other parts of the country, I realize, oh, yeah, that's not something you see in every region. Um, And that is Christian music being played in stores and Bible Mm. verses being, you know, (laughs) on signs and things like that. That's very publicly displayed. Yeah. Here. It is. Um, Nashville in particular is called the buckle of the Bible Belt. Right. Um, Well, we've got major Bible publishers here. I mean, Thomas Nelson's here. There's lots of Lifeway. And it's just the the Judeo-Christian roots of Mm -hmm. our majority of the people's faith here is so rooted that you're going to see it in every area, even in business. And so in other places that may be um, kind of shut down or encouraged to not do that. Here, it's still very um, prevalent. Yeah. Beyond we can say Merry Christmas. Oh, way beyond. Way beyond that. Uh, there's stores here in Franklin where you'll see, you know, leave your prayer request written down yes. here and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. I was at Walmart and one of the cashiers had a prayer request book. She was right welcoming there. individuals coming through her line to write their prayer request down. And she had the scripture on there saying it will be done in Jesus name. I mean, wow. it was, wow. it was very up front and you know that is definitely something i take for granted here i mean i forget even music wise especially Mm -hmm. because i hear foreign that kind of music Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. but it it makes sense that that would stand out to somebody because I've been in other countries and if you hear like Johnny Cash, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, oh my gosh, like, do they know? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I, it's almost like you want to be like, I know him. I mean, I don't know him, but <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right? You're like talking my folk here, that's so right. um, yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. And well, you lived in Atlanta for a while. I mean, I it's not just Nashville that we're talking about. You- Obviously, Atlanta's a lot more urban and a lot more diverse with all different cultures cl- coming together. Yeah. But you're still going to see more of that even in Atlanta yeah. than you're going to see maybe in a New York or a sure. L.A. Yeah. Because, um, again, just the deep roots of... yeah part of that judeo-christian heritage that's here that's here yeah so it's very much just a a part of lots of things you're gonna say yeah um i I mean i could go into more examples but i know um i've even heard i don't have children in schools or anything but i have heard you know there's not a whole lot of wednesday night activities with schools because they know there's wednesday night Ah, church that makes sense um so things Scheduling like that conflicts. could be different yeah. here than you might see in other, yeah. other areas. So that's interesting. Very All right. Interesting. Well, so that was the first one I wanted to mention. That's a good one. Um, I would say 
hearing uh, ma'am, sir is mm-hmm. normal, but let me just go ahead and go on record and say sugar, honey, sweetheart, and things of those nature are terms of endearment. They are. And are not meant derogatory As, mm-hmm. in any way. And so I could be sugar. You could be sugar. Also, my husband could be sugar. Like we could right. all be referred to. Or As even honey. Yeah. Honey, you know, one of these terms, um, if we were eating out somewhere, and that's not the waitress hitting on my husband. Maybe even baby. Baby. That's another good one. Yeah. So it's not meant to demean anybody. Mm-hmm. It really is a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. And, and you hear it more in, um, I would say, you hear that even more in country towns. Sure. Like more rural towns. Yes. Yeah. I had a doctor's appointment in Dixon. Okay. A couple of years ago, and this male nurse was like, "All right, honey, come on in here and let me get your blood pressure." Yeah. Well, he yeah. didn't. He was not hitting on me at right. all. I didn't feel that at all, even <laughs> though he was in my similar age range. That was just um, that's Dixon. So, yeah. Yeah. So don't take offense. Don't take to offense, as, especially or if you get left out, you know, like, <laughs> and you want to be sugar, honey. I mean, it just. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets thrown around. Yeah. And it's really just meant as, it, it's almost trying to be polite. It's it's even a familiarity. Yeah. Like, come on, honey, let's get this Yeah. Again, going. back like, to, are we, like, the person probably feels like, I'm not friends with you. Why are you asking right. me? But they're thinking, what we're on I'm the doing same team. Weekend. Let's get, get yeah. you in here. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just a connection point. It is. Again, is. undergirded by kindness and friendliness. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, not meant to be derogatory or <laughs> demeaning. That's great. I'm glad you brought that one up. You want me to go now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this cracked me up as an observation because, again, it's just been such a part of life for me. <laughs> totally new concept to this friend of mine, a to-go cup from a restaurant. Not if you were getting your food to go, but you've you've dined in the restaurant. Oh, we're getting ready to leave. I'm right. bringing you the check, and now do you want a to go sweet tea as well? See, we and take it floor. We take it above and beyond. And that's what I was thinking is that's good hospitality. That is some good. Yes, you want that to go also because yes. I know you're going to go run errands now. Exactly. And you need to stay hydrated. I, I've already refilled your sweet tea two times, so I see right that now. you're enjoying it. Right. <laughs> Let me get totally you some of that concept. goodness to go. They could not believe that that exists here. See, and that that really is awesome because you're basically getting double your money for that. Right. Because you're getting to take it to go. And you're not having to pay extra for whatever cup. I bet she really got floored if they served it in a styrofoam cup with a straw. Plastic straw. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I have not thought about that, but funny. I do often take people up on that. Uh-huh. I mean, especially if you pay what three dollars, three dollars, something that you know costs for a drink. Stops. You know, if you've only had one, right? Especially if it's a fruit tea. Oh come on! I'm taking it to go. Yes, we were at Chick Fil A yesterday, and you—I think you were <laughs> even surprised that they like, would oh, refill your beverage, your lemonade. And mm-hmm. I was like, they will if you ask. So there you go. Yeah, I guess free refills aren't a given everywhere, and certainly not to go cups. To go cups. I thought that was so cute. That's a really good one. Um, waving at neighbors while you're driving or. Like walking your dog. So if you're in your car and 
you know, you're passing a pedestrian on the sidewalk, if you're pretty close to where you live, whether you're in a neighborhood or on just a main street, mm-hmm. you're kind of expected to wave. Absolutely. I mean, I even do that in your neighborhood because I think like, well, they might just saw me leave that house. So yeah. I don't want to be the unfriendly one. Exactly. So I don't know you, but I'm going to wave. Yeah. Like I even did a test on uh, one day this week. I was, I was in the car driving and I was passing someone walking their dog. So we're, you know, we're about to pass one another. And I was like, I'm going to see if he'll wave first. I'm pretty sure, you know, I don't recognize this guy, but I was within, you know, very close to my neighborhood. Sure enough, wave. I was ready to wave back. I mean, it's just friendliness again. So if you're out and about and close to your neighborhood, like be expecting to wave and wave back and it's and not, they don't need for, your, they don't, they're not waving you down. Like they right. don't need something. It's just a wave. Just a kindness gesture. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. We do, we do life close by each other. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Same for if I'm raking leaves or doing something and I'm outside and somebody's walking by. Yeah. If they don't like say hello or something, I yeah. think like, wow, are they having a bad day? Like if they walk right on? by you. Yeah. Yes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're out there face to face. So why wouldn't you just say hi to each other? Yeah. So that's something that's common for us. So if you're from a different place and you think that's strange, I think it's strange that you don't. So we yeah. just need to have grace for each other <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, live here and are one that usually is the first to wave, keep on waving. Yeah. Even if you don't You'll get, get a, a wave, wave back. back eventually. eventually you will. That's right. <laughs> That's good. So funny. Okay. Okay. You want me to go? Mm-hmm. Um, this friend of mine also said that they appreciate that they don't get weird, disapproving looks when they're out with four, with their four children. Like big families are more embraced here. That is hilarious. Than they were yes. in California and Washington. Yeah. Where they've lived. So they were saying they're... You know, they often got disapproving looks, even if their kids were just being kids. Wow. Because that's just not as... And I hate to say that. I'm sure there's wonderful areas of California and Washington that aren't like that. Of course. But this is this person's observation after living here for a year. Yeah. Like, wow, this is a lot more open to family. Yeah, to larger families. So. That's funny. I was watching that Jim Gaffigan uh-huh. skit. I love him so much. I rewatched it last night. That's okay. how much I loved it. And I picked up some things I had missed the first go around. And this was one of them. Okay. He is from Indiana, but lives in New York now. Okay. And he has, oh no. How many kids does he have? Four, four or five kids. Okay. I think four. Um, and he said that it is very interesting walking into restaurants with four children as a family. He said one time we walked in and the waitress, no joke, took her apron off and said, I'm done for the day. (laughs) She like (laughs) quit for the day when she looked at them and he said, we win. Like that was so funny to him, but, um, it's true, isn't it? That that's intimidating or just a lot of work or whatever. Now being one that doesn't have children, but is a lifelong Southerner. I'll tell you, I love kids, but there are certain times when I'm not sure I haven't been the disapproving look. Well, sure. Um, in certain scenarios, I think it's weird to bring four kids, like to yeah. certain nice restaurants or, yes. or 
yes. vineyards or certain things yeah. that are like where I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, but yeah. so it depends probably on been age and their both. demeanor too. But yeah, <laughs> probably been both. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting because I can see how that would be a yeah. lot more embraced here. Well, if word gets out on that too, I mean. Families that are large are all going to start flocking here, right? So our 94 people a day that are moving to Nashville is going to like That's multiply hilarious. just by the number of children that are coming with them. That's funny. Um, let's see. Last one I will mention is um, just the large bugs and humidity. <laughs> This was mentioned by, I think, also somebody from California. and I'm like, large bugs? or just She said large bugs. Okay. Um, so I, I didn't, didn't know our bugs were larger. I didn't ask for specifics. I do know we have mosquitoes in a bad way. We have June bugs. I don't know if that's... Yeah. And those are kind of intimidating because of their size and the noise, but yeah. they're actually harmless. Totally harmless. Maybe um, unless you're on a motorcycle with no helmet. But True. But the humidity, I will give yeah. anyone that wants to talk yeah. about that. that. It stinks. It really does. That's it's very actually, difficult it's very to navigate. Hot. Yeah, and and very humid here. And there's lots of southern things that go that have come about because of that. Sure. Sweet tea being one of them. Sure. Um, southern porches. Yeah. That have ceiling fans on. Yeah. That's, that's why, why we have this. Yes. It's not um, just aesthetically pleasing. Right. There's lots of things about our culture. Screens, screen porches, yep. screen screen doors, things like that, where you're getting some air. You know, we have to have some air circulation. True. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. If you've ever been to Charleston in the month of <sighs> August, <laughs> just don't. Just don't. It, well, <laughs> even June and July. Just I was saying one time when mom and I were in Charleston, I thought this was so funny. I was like, we were literally touring a plantation Mm -hmm. where they had harvested tea and stuff like that. And I was like, mom, can you imagine? I mean, we are so hot and we can go into air conditioning at any point in time we want to. Can you imagine if we had to wear all those petticoats and all of that? And and mom said, I don't know what you're talking about. We would have been working out in the fields. We're from the working class. (laughs) That's true. I was like, oh, you're right. But anyway, yeah, it gets hot and humid here. So that's awesome. Okay. I got a couple more. Do it. Uh, Mailbox decorating. Was oh, totally foreign concept. Okay, so I and I can see that, but we yeah. love to decorate everything. We do. So we're going to decorate. Why stop at your doorstep? Go all the way out to the road. That's right. <laughs> Festive mailboxes are fun. That is awesome. Um, so I thought that was funny because you can even see mailbox decorating. Obviously, you're going to see it for Christmas. Yeah, but you would even see people that. Do like a spring sure. decorating or yeah. you know, harvest decorating. Absolutely. So that could be changed up just like a wreath on your door or something. So That is funny. I so that, that might be a, a southern thing, huh? Perhaps, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe just to the extent, the, you know. Extent of decorating. Elaborate. Yeah. It could be that. And then um, another one that was, they were mentioning just the unpredictableness of the weather. Yeah, not it is. you know, like it could be thirty, and the same week it could be sixty. That's true. Um, so that's been 
Uh, you have to watch the weather. You if gotta you're constantly if keep got up plans with it. And, and then they were surprised at the um, safety being such a major value to the schools around activities, even weather related. So okay. canceling the soccer game because of weather. Weather. Even before it's you know, yeah, potentially we're, we are fair indoor. weather people. We are. <laughs> that kind of thing. So um, possible unsafe conditions, you know, causing them to be uh-huh. really safety conscious. So That's anyway. interesting. And it all comes back to the fact that we care about people, right? That's right. So that's fun. Well, we may bring that segment back um, because I'm sure there are many, many, many more um, observations people have made. And that's just kind of fun fodder. So, again, if you've got any ideas or thoughts on things you've observed when you moved here or just if you've been here for a while and you you know it's something quirky that is uh, just exclusive to this region, let us know at Steel Magnolias Podcast. Well, that's going to do it for this. Hold oh, on. You got one I more? got one more thing. I had asked my friend Kelly, who's a Southwest flight attendant, about, and she has a story that she's oh, texted me that, about her that I just thought would be fun. Do it. That's a great way to end. To end. Um, a little tribute to Mr. Herb Kelleher of yes. Southwest. Okay. So I, I'm literally reading this like it just came in. Okay. So I'm reading it. Fresh off the press. Fresh off the press, of. as they say. Yeah. She says, um, my favorite story about him, he was on my flight once, and everyone on the whole plane, oops, she just sent more, so it bumped her, sorry. Everyone on the whole plane knew who he was, and they were all so excited. He's like a superstar in Texas, she says. He talked to everyone on the whole flight and signed autographs, took pics, and acted like he was best friends with everyone. When I was in the galley pouring my drinks, he distracted me enough to poke holes in all of my cups. Uh-uh. So when I passed them out, liquid was pouring everywhere and on everyone, and he totally denied he did it. But he was the only one else in the galley. <laughs> and he passed out peanuts to the whole plane and picked up trash. He kept asking what he could do to help. In our company, he was a legend, and we all loved him so much. The only sat- seat, I've heard this, that he sat in on the plane was 17A because he would be the first one to be served in this section. And he only drank wild turkey. I've heard, I've heard that. <laughs> I'm sure that's the only reason why we have it on the airplane. And because of him, still once a week, they throw a rooftop party at headquarters in Dallas for all the employees. He was all about parties, so we have them all the time. Oh, and the best thing ever, he told me, I was bling bling. Ha ha. I, will, I love it, and I'll never forget it. Oh, so that so, is such a so sweet, sweet tribute too from their good employee. Okay, well, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly, for sharing that. So fun. All right, guys, we hope you have a great week. Join us here next week at the Still Magnolias podcast, and tell your friends, write us a review, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Yes, we appreciate you. We'll see y'all.